morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. Fourteen twenty in the morning for this January the 27th, 2023. Today's show is brought to you by Mahler Brothers Golf Apparel at MahlerBrothers.com. Go to pro, go to use promo code 1420BROS. That's 1420BROS for 10% off uh, all your golf apparel and uh, accessories at MahlerBrothers.com today. Geez, uh, the flint. Oh, before we get going here, uh, i got a short clip at the end, end of the show. Uh, thank you very much to Aaron and JD for being on the uh, 1420 Sports Bar podcast last night with uh, with Dave and I. It was a great show. It'll be up later on today. Uh, wherever it is you get your podcast, great insight on the uh, AFC NFC Championship games this weekend. Plus, we talked uh, about Philly fans, and we had a special edition, uh, all uh, Philadelphia edition of who is better? It was a lot of fun last night uh, having those guys on the show. Aaron's been on before. Uh, make sure you guys check out their show, Brutally Honest Sports. Still have to uh, hook up with our main man, Jim Plotner from the Fan in the Van and from uh, his new show, Steel Talk. Uh, we'll get they'll get him on here one of these days soon. Been talking about it for a year now, Jimmy. So we gotta we gotta get on that one of these days, one of these nights, and we'll we'll figure out a schedule when we can uh, put to make some uh, radio magic together and, and do some stuff. Uh, before we get going on the main topic of today, uh, I'm running out of time already. That's how this 1420 works, but doesn't much matter. Uh, man, the Flames, they sure blew one last night. I was watching the game as we were recording the show last night, and Flames losing to the lowly Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, that's a bad one. That's a scheduled win. I mean, you, you, you schedule all games to be win, but there's ones that you schedule to lose. And if you lose, if you win them, great. And if you lose them, oh, well. But that that's a guaranteed win night. And uh, Sutter, I saw him flapping his gums and looking more Elmer Fudd than usual last night after the game. I'm not sure what he said. Maybe it was, uh, maybe it was good or, but I shouldn't, uh, I shouldn't comment on what he said when I wasn't listening to what he said, but uh, man, it, that's not a good look for the Calgary Flames. And maybe uh, Margaret Radlinski's right that to maybe the thing is uh, Markstrom's just not that good. And he got put in last night, I, I would assume to try to get the uh, work, the bugs out and uh, earn the money that he's making. instead of putting bladder in uh, something else, man, losing the, the, the Blackhawks five, one, that's not a very good look on the Calgary Flames at all and uh, man that to go two and two on a home on a homestand when you got to go four especially when Chicago is one of those teams like I said that's a that's a scheduled win night when you, you do have some games like I said they're scheduled losses but anyways I was doing some uh, after the show last night I went over to uh to the, the local watering hole and had a couple of pops and was doing some research for today's show uh, and the name Mike Tyson came, came across for for all the wrong reasons uh, a little bit of research but it's no we'll not get into that but it's uh, it's funny how guys like the Tyson's ilk and you, you got Tom Brady who who didn't doesn't know when to, to to say goodbye and you had Michael Jordan years ago didn't know when to say goodbye he said goodbye the one time I'm glad he did come back to, and had that great second run with the Bulls because uh, that I think that more than solidified his legacy and he you, you, you wonder about guys who end up in the uh, in the in this situation where they are the uh, the greatest of all time. I'm not going to say that uh, the, the the animal word because I think it's ridiculous that you can't say greatest of all time. You're that lazy, you can't say that. But uh, you, you find it odd how guys like that just don't know when to say goodbye and don't know when to put it away, and and, and they, their images get tarnished for 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 a little bit. They get tarnished for a, the, the time being. They end up getting out of that because the the older you get, the better you get. As the Hall of Fame states, you get better better with age 
Baseball Hall of Fame. We talked about that last time on with the Brutally Honest guys, how the, the Hall of Fame voting is a bit of a joke, and they, they agreed with me. That's why I like having guys on the show that agree with me. Easy conversations, right? Anyways, got, got thinking about guys, like like I said, you get uh, Joe Montana, who ended up getting traded to the Kansas City uh, Chiefs because he wasn't ready, ready to hang him up after San Francisco was done with him and, and, and the like because Steve Young was coming in, and Young was the, the heir apparent, and he Young, Young ended up winning two Super Bowls, I think it was, uh, back in the early 90s. Uh, he was the guy that, that that put them over the hump for for the, for the next generation of Niner fans. Uh, but then you get guys like that just don't know when to put it away. And, and Tom Brady came to mind, and Mike Tyson came to mind. And uh, Tyson, it's, it's too bad. Like these heavyweight champions back when when boxing was really relevant, heavy, the heavyweight champion of the world uh, it used to be such an esteemed uh, position in the world and an esteemed. Um, title like not not just the title like the belt around his waist but the title of being the heavyweight champion of the world was such an esteemed thing and that you you have that title and you're, you're the greatest and you're the best and you're the, the baddest man on, on earth and then Tyson went through his his situation and he, he came back his financial situations uh with Don King and, and the like and he, the only thing he ever knew was how to box and the, 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 his trainers made made him the the man that he was uh, and the monster that he became and the, the the craziness that ensued but we won't talk about him too too much but just how these guys don't know how to hang hang them up. Like Tom Brady, uh, after he won a Super Bowl, he had a chance with, with, with Tampa. He had a chance to um, just go out on a high note and, and have it all. And then he decided um, to keep going. And now he's going to be looking for another team to play for and another team to play for. And he's going. I don't want to say he's becoming a, a, a running joke, but it's kind of people are like, "Geez, man, what are you doing?" Like he's getting a lot of. Uh, side-eyed looks and people talking on the side of their mouths and saying what do you like how why you keep going what what are you doing you had it all you could have just walked away you had your family you had one of the most beautiful women in the world who was supportive of you the entire time and how she and how he just couldn't put it away and like like these guys get to the level that they are because they can't put it away and they, they think the sport all the time they 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 get to their 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 peak of, of their trade, and they, they they it gets it consumes them right. And you have a guy like Brady. You don't not sure why he didn't just walk away. Um, they, they now he's kind of going to be uh, like I said on another team next year. And our friends at Level Playing Field, they think it's Miami, and I think it's a great great uh, a great thought process there, as I stated before. But you get guys like that, and you you look at guys like Gretzky, who he kind of knew when to put it away. He got a little bit. He wasn't as good in his later years, but Gretzky's. Gretzky's image never got tarnished the way some of these other guys are. Like Gretzky's a Teflon Don, man. Like he was going out on a high note and everybody was doing his farewell tour. The, the game in Ottawa on the, I think it was the uh, Saturday, no, it was the Friday night or the Thursday night of the 99 season at the end of the year there. I actually, I still remember where I was there. I was with Sticky and uh, 1420 Dave, uh, I was with Chad Gray and 1420 Dave. We were watching that and here in Lethbridge. And then we watched the final game in Fort McLeod and, and Gretzky just had that farewell tour and it was just over and nobody ever said anything bad about Gretzky in his last years he was still uh playing at a high level but nobody ever said anything bad about him whereas Brady on the other hand people are starting to talk like dude just put it away like it's just an odd odd thing that one guy had had one thing going his way and the other guy had another thing going away you look at guys like Tiger Woods who uh, is kind of going out on that note and Tiger's getting the great crowds and everything else and Tiger's getting a, a chance to say goodbye on his terms yeah he's injured and, and now he's playing golf with his son once in a while in that in that uh, that father-son tournament and, he, and he's going out on, on a high note considering how uh how much of a low note he was and back in 2000 
2000, I think it was 2008. Geez, that's a long time ago. And when he had that situation with his ex-wife and everything else and the cheating scandals and, and the like, where, you know, he was, he was, uh, he was not uh, held in very high regards. And he, he went out, he's now he's going out on his own terms. Uh, people like the crowds at those tournaments and the ratings on TV for Tiger are still so great. And you, you wonder why, a guy like like Brady is is doing this to himself. Like Michael Jordan is kind of the the Brady esque thing too, because Jordan uh, he retired the first time. There's rumors that he was going to be suspended because some gambling things, and that's a conspiracy theory. Whether that's true or not, who knows? But it's a funny thing. And then he came back and won some more championships, and then he came back and played the Washington Wizards and and, and everything else. And you you wonder why he would would have come back and and tarnish his name like that and to try to be at a level that you can't be at because the the thing about basketball, he needed more guys around him. He had Pippen, he had uh, he had uh, Rodman back then, and he, they they helped him win those championships. Obviously, it was a Jordan team, a Jordan led team, as we saw in the last dance documentary. It's still one of the best things I've ever seen. How great the greatest show that was, uh, but how they Jordan kind of tarnished his memory and and uh, Jordan, yeah. Now twenty years later, he doesn't uh, he doesn't have that tarnish behind him, and I'm sure twenty years from now, Brady won't have that thing once he's all said and done and retired but you just see these guys who just don't know when to put it away like there's one guy that ever went out as a champion that in, in my my memory and that and that's ray bork and he he was fortunate enough to get traded from the colorado avalanche uh, or from the boston bruins to the avalanche and get get that chance to win a stanley cup not many guys get to go go out on a high note and uh you, you think you want to ride off in the sunset and have the uh the, the the montage at the end that's all about you instead of going going with your with your uh with your head down because that, that's what happens with all these guys eventually you, you have your head hanging a little bit because you didn't uh, accomplish what you set out to do when the season began um jeter was the same way he he went out on his own terms kind of uh mariano went his own terms kind of like they just couldn't play anymore and they went out they got the, the send off the yankees did for them but they didn't go to go out get to go to his champions and Bork's the only guy that got, got to do that and you wonder why like I said it's, it's tough winning is hard and the older you get the harder it gets to get you to get out of bed every morning and do do your thing do the tr proper training and you wonder why a guy like Brady is doing what he's doing I just don't get it like he, like I said you look, at, you look at Jordan and Gretzky Montana Tiger Woods Jeter all, all those all those great players they didn't get to, get to go out on top Brady had the opportunity to go out on top and he he did he dismissed that for whatever reason and and he had the family the whole bit and you had to th think that at some point th there was a conversation during the, the the last few summers like Giselle it's like okay I put my my life on hold for you can you can we just not like we not do this anymore like they have to be at that level mentally um to get to the level that they're at but it, it's just odd that they would uh, that Brady would do that and, and not take a page out of the other guy's books and maybe he maybe he did go to to Jordan maybe Jordan said maybe I retired too soon maybe he went to to uh, to to these, to these guys Guys, because Brady's uh, Brady ain't no spring chicken, right? He's closer to my age than he is to most of our listeners, so it's just a funny thing. Anyways, there's my rant for the day. I don't know. It's just kind of a thing I was thinking about last night after a few uh, uh, during a couple of uh, post game uh, post game beers last night. Anyways, happy 56th birthday to Dave. Charlie Manson, born on this day in 1967 in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. Uh, NHL career that spanned uh, 
2,792 points in 1,100 or penalty minutes in 1,103 games. Uh, the one stat I saw on his hockey DB page yesterday, he had 657 penalty minutes in three years of junior. Uh, you got to think he was 16, 17, 18 years old, uh, getting 657 penalty minutes uh, playing junior hockey in Prince Albert back in the day. Man, those days were rough and tumble back in the in the early 80s in the Western League. That uh, was something else. Uh, he played. He had played uh, 1,103 games with stops in Chicago. Edmonton, Winnipeg, then into Phoenix, Montreal, Dallas, and Toronto. Scary, scary dude out on the ice. And when he, I think he crushed his larynx. So he, even when he talked, he had a, he had a really a, a husky voice, like he was going to kill you no matter what. Manson, all, all like he's a, he was a scary dude on the ice. Uh, anyways, on this day uh, in nineteen, I think it was ninety four. Uh, Mike Tyson. Um, rape trial began. That's that's how we came across his, his rape trial be, began. Uh, it all happened. The baddest man in sports went down. Went down on this day in 1997. Or he spent four years in prison. I'm stumbling through this ending. I'm trying to get the under the time frame here. Uh, baddest man in sport eventually uh, got got uh, convicted. Spent four years in jail on a, on a six year sentence. Uh, it's just terrible what happened to Tyson. He was created to be this this killer, this this monster, and then he ended up being in that situation at a, at the Black Miss Canada, I think, or Miss Miss World. Uh, probably something he should not have been invited to be a judge at back in the day because uh, he was such a lunatic and trained to be a, a homicidal fucking maniac in the ring. But anyways, kind of stumbled through that. But anyways, later on today, I have. Uh, Adam Kowalski is going to join me, uh, baseball guy. He was at, spent uh, last summer in Swift Current. Got an interview set up with him. He's a Chicago Blackhawks fan as well, so that should be a good one. I uh, have our show with Bruliana Sports coming up later on today. Uh, it's just got some tweaking to do. We'll get that up later on the, this morning, probably around noon. It'll, it'll be ready to go, so make sure you give that a listen. Give their show a listen. Uh, also, make sure if you, you're getting tickets, go to SeatGeek and SeatGeek.com. Use promo code 1420POD. And remember, as always, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. Have a good weekend, folks. We'll talk to you on Monday morning. It's been fantastic. They get, they, I mean, it's obviously they're huge crowds, 80, 80 plus thousand people, and it's loud and it's crazy and then like, and, but it's, but I think every NFL city is that way, maybe except for San Francisco or the LA teams because, well, California's a little bit different, but, uh, well, they did just are. I'm not saying anything disparaging, but uh, <laughs> like you, you say, like Kansas City, like that crowd's going to be something else. They're going to be loud and get going. Will that have any effect on, on this game at all, JD? No, I honestly don't think so. If there's any other quarterback in there, you know, I think maybe so. But Joe Burrow, just with as cool, calm, and collected as he is, I, I don't think it'll really matter. I mean, you know, Jamar Chase, as a rookie, played big in that game last year. These guys know what it's like to play in the big games. Um, Maybe, you know, not being able to hear the snap count, you know, in the audibles quite as well. But, I mean, the Bengals have been preparing for that the entire time. So, I think, honestly, playing in Arrowhead gives the Bengals, um, in some ways, a bit of an edge because, like, they they have the target on their back. And it's just – and they're, you know, the villains in this story. People are kind of painting Joe Burrow already as, like, the villain. So, he has all the, you know, confidence and the reason in the world to just go in there and do his thing. And I don't think the crowd really plays as much of a part – uh, as it typically would against like any other quarterback, honestly. Yeah, I read I read something today. They're called the, the the Bengals fans are calling it Burrowhead Stadium and everything else. That's got to getting a little bit cocky, in my opinion. Like, hey, just a little bit. slow a down bit. a little bit, you know. Like the thing is, like maybe, maybe these guys who play for big big time schools in college, uh, when they get they're playing in front of eighty thousand, ninety thousand, whatever SECs, uh, uh, huge crowds from the time they're eighteen on. 
Right. Maybe this the, the home field advantage, Aaron. Maybe home field field advantage, and th- these quarterbacks are so used to it from when they're 17, 18 years old to when they're playing now. Maybe it's uh, nah, it's not even a big thing anymore. I, I totally agree with that. Um, I, I know Joe Burrow said something in the past where he's like, no NFL crowd can. Pay. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network.